0: Morning, church. How's everybody doing? I need to take you back um, about 39 years because um, that's when I met Kelly. That's when Kelly and I started dating. You've heard this story before, but it fits today. We weren't really dating because Kelly wasn't interested in me. So um, I was interested in her, and so I was interested in pursuing her Pause for dramatic effect, <laughs> and so to pursue Kelly, I liked whatever Kelly liked. I, I was I was gonna like whatever Kelly liked because I I wanted to be with Kelly, and come to find out, Kelly liked racquetball. So here's a racquetball court. I didn't know what racquetball was. I didn't know what a racquetball court was. Some of y'all play racquetball. You've been in racquetball. It's an enclosed area, so you're stuck. You're you're in there. Um, The racket's smaller than a tennis racket. The ball is hard and rubber, and when you get hit with it, ouch. Um, So um, Kelly played racquetball, so I was going to play racquetball. And she said, have you ever played racquetball? And I'm like, yeah, I'd never played racquetball. And um, so Kelly had this serve that she could put all the way back in the corner and I'd be back in that corner and I'd be flailing after that ball and Kelly would get so upset. She's like, you don't have to be nice to me. And I'm like, I'm not being nice. (laughs) I couldn't hit that ball. But I was there to play racquetball because Kelly liked racquetball and whatever Kelly liked, um, that's what I wanted to like because I wanted to be in a relationship with Kelly. The reason I tell you that story about Kelly is the reason I tell you that story about racquetball is if you want to have a relationship with someone, you need to care about what they care about. You want to have a relationship with your spouse, you need to care about what your spouse cares about. You want to have a relationship with your kids, you need to care about what your kids care about. And if you want to have a relationship with God, you need to care about what God cares about. So what does God care about? Well, that's what I want to talk about today, because as Christ followers, we need to care about what Jesus cares about. What does God care about? Let's look at this scripture. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. Find what was lost. Search for what was lost. Find lost people. What does God care about? Well, God cares about and loves lost people. And God loves all people. And all people are lost because all people have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So God doesn't just love church people, although I've talked to church people who think God just loves church people and doesn't love people that are not in church. And that's a lie. That's not something that we need to believe. God cares about people. We know that from other scriptures. For God demonstrated His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Not while we were church-going people. Not because we come to church. He died for sinners. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him, that whoever is not just church people, whoever all people, whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. Second Peter 3, God's patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish. That's not just church people. That's all people. He wants everyone to come to repentance. So, God loves people. So, what do Christ followers look like? They look like Jesus. What do Christ followers do? Found people, find people. Found people, find people. So here's what I want to do today. I want to illustrate found people, find people in a number of ways. Here's the first story. The first story is going to be in John chapter 1. We just heard that reading. John's one of the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So the four Gospels, if you're not familiar with the Gospels, they tell the story about Jesus when He was on this earth the events from the life of Christ. So let's look at this scripture again. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon because found people find people. And he said to him, we found the Messiah, and he brought him to Jesus. Found people find people. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Jesus found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Now, who found Philip? Jesus did. Because Jesus loves lost people. In the same way, God loves us. If you don't hear anything else today, we don't find God. God finds us. God pursues us. You can read all throughout Scripture, God is always pursuing His people, even when they're bad, even when they're sinners, even when they don't need to be pursued. So if you're thinking, God's not interested in me. God is interested in all people. God is interested in lost people. God is interested in you. And Jesus found Philip and said, follow me. So let me just do a little sidebar here. Some of you have been in church your whole life. And you've been following anything but Jesus. Some of you have been in church so long, your mom probably gave birth to you in the church building, in the pew. And you've been here your whole life. And you've been to Bible classes your whole life. And you attended vacation Bible school till you were like 35. And they said, stop, because this is all we've known is church. You attended every gospel meeting, and you attended every revival. And if I ask you today, if you died today, would you go to heaven? You might say, you know, I just don't know. I just don't know. I've known church people my whole life who've said, you know, I just don't know. I mean, it'd be like me walking up to some married folks and say, are you married? Well, I I just don't know. How do we not know? Because God wants us to know. Maybe it's because you followed everything but Jesus. You followed traditions, you followed man, you followed what you think is right because that's what you want church to be. And the reason many people are not passionate about telling others about Jesus is you've never followed Jesus and you hadn't got to know Jesus. So when the preacher says, hey, you need to be in the book, it's because I want you to know Jesus. I want you to be passionate about Jesus. Because when you're passionate about Jesus and you're interested in what he's interested in, then you're going to find people. So Jesus found Philip and he said, follow me. I think that's the best description of being a Christ follower. Follow Jesus. What should you do the rest of your life? Follow Jesus. Well, isn't it more complicated than that? Just do what Jesus did. Just follow Jesus. It's that simple. So look what Philip does. Philip found Nathanael because found people find people. Philip found found Nathanael and told him we found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Why would he find Nathanael? Because found people find people. You can leave right now and you've got the sermon. Found people find people. As Christ followers, that's what we do. We find people. Found people find people. Question, who do you know who needs a relationship with Jesus? find them. Who do you know in your neighborhood? Find them. Who do you know at work? Find them. Who do you know in your family? Who do you know at school? We all know people who need Jesus, who need a relationship with Jesus. We need to go find them. Maybe you're thinking, yeah, I, don't, I don't know what to say to them. I get that. Because just like Nathaniel, who was skeptical and had reservations and even had an attitude, there's a lot of people out there that we know that are skeptical and have an attitude. But check this out, Philip doesn't fight with Nathanael. Philip doesn't argue with Nathanael. Philip doesn't tell Nathanael, our church is better than your church, so you need to. I want you to look at what happens. Philip found Nathanael and told him, come and see. Nathanael said, wait a minute, Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Really? Nazareth? He wanted to argue about Jesus? He wanted to argue about Nazareth? So you're saying, I don't know what to say to people, just say this, just come and see. Come and see. Come and see our church. Come and see our worship. Come tonight to a night of praise. we got singing tonight. Just come and see. Come to our youth group. Come to one of our big things. Come to our children's ministry. Just come and see. Come to our small group. Just come and see. I don't know what to say to people. Say, come and see. That's what found people do. Found people find people. Again, we're not fighting with them. Not arguing with them. I think we've proved from our history that that doesn't work real well conversation works way better than condemnation so just have a conversation with him and say come and see he got nathaniel to a place where nathaniel could see jesus he brought nathaniel to a place he just just come and see just come and see jesus just come and see jesus that's what he did just come and see it's not our job to change people That's Jesus' job. It's not our job to legislate morality. It's not our job to judge people. It's our job to get people to a place where they can see Jesus. Maybe they need to see Jesus in our relationships. Maybe they need to see Jesus in our marriages. Maybe they need to see Jesus in our families. Our job is to get people to a place where they can meet Jesus So, do you know people who need Jesus? Do you know people who are lost? Because found people, find them. You say, "Ah, Richie, you're putting too much pressure on me. Okay, will you do this? Will you just write their name down? Do you know someone who needs Jesus? Will you just write their name down? And then will you pray for them? You're still in the comfort of your home. Write their name down. Just pray for them. And then pray for you. That God will give you an opportunity to find people, and God will give you an opportunity for an open door, and then you pray for boldness. We're going to talk about that more next week. You pray for boldness. God, would you give me boldness? We're going to talk about that next week. Would you give me boldness to tell somebody, come and see? It's really pretty simple. Just come and see. Now, if you don't like our church, or you don't like our youth group, or you don't like our children's ministry, or you don't like our groups, we need to talk. But other than that, just tell them, come and see. Just come and see. Again, conversation changes more than condemnation. Everyone spends eternity somewhere. And we have the opportunity to change people's eternity by saying, hey, just come and see. Just come and see. You find people and you bring them to a place where they can see Jesus. Let me tell you the next story. The next story is in Mark chapter 5. Let me tell you about Mark chapter 4. In Mark chapter 4, Jesus calms a storm. In Mark chapter 4, Jesus calms a storm, and he just says, you know, be still. And, and the wind and the waves respond to him. And they're in the boat, and they land at the other side at a cemetery. Now, I don't know what you know about cemeteries, but most people I like just aren't real fond of them other than when, you know, we take someone there. But to hang out there, this guy hung out at the cemetery. They meet this guy in Mark chapter 5, and he hangs out at the cemetery. He's not dead, and he lives in a cemetery, which is where the homeless people were, which is where the demon-possessed people were. They've been restraining him. They've been chaining him. He's strong. He's powerful. He's demon-possessed. And Jesus and his disciples land in the boat, and this guy comes just all over the place at them. And Jesus heals this man. And so after he heals this man, I want you to see what happens. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. I mean, he's just encountered Jesus. He just wants to spend more time with Jesus. He just wants to spend the rest of his life with Jesus. He just wants to be with Jesus. I don't blame him. I mean, Jesus has just changed his life. Jesus has just given him his life back. Jesus has just removed demons from his life. He's now in his right mind. I just want to hang with Jesus. And Jesus said, no, you're not coming with us. Well, Jesus, that's kind of harsh. No, you're not coming with us. I want you to go home to your family. I have to stop right there. This guy has a family? This guy has a wife? This guy has kids? And he's demon-possessed, been living, living in a cemetery. He's been living in a cemetery. He's got a family? Go home to your family and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how He's had mercy on you. Why? Because found people find people. And Jesus knew that. And Jesus knew the best testimony that other people could hear is a changed life testimony. You go tell people how much the Lord has done for you. There's another um, opportunity for you. If you don't want to say, come and see, then you tell people, hey, can I tell you what the Lord's done for me? Can I tell you what the Lord's done in my marriage? Can I tell you what the Lord's done in my kids? Can I tell you what the Lord's done in my speech? Can I tell you what the Lord's done in my life? You say, well, people don't want to hear that. People need to hear that. Go home and tell how much the Lord has done for you, and how He's had mercy on you. And so, here's what I want you to notice. Here's what the guy does. So the man went away, and he began to tell in the Decapolis. Deca is ten. He began to tell in the ten-city region how much Jesus had done for him. Why? Because found people find people. This found person went to a ten-city area to tell people, hey, can I tell you what the Lord's done for me? Can I tell you what the Lord's done for me? I mean, I used to live in a cemetery. My hair was all over the place. They tried to rope me. They tried to chain me. They couldn't. I was demon-possessed. And I met the Lord. Just tell people how much the Lord's done for you. And you're like, my story's not near as good as that guy's story. But the Lord's done something in your life. And all the people were amazed at this found person who was trying to find people. So, found people, find people. That's the sermon today. I hope you're um, writing down those four words. Why did he do that? Because found people want to share the good news. Found people want to find people and share what God has done for them. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to tell people what the Lord's done for us. I may have shared this story with you before. <clears throat> when we lived in East Texas, I was driving with Spencer and Sydney, and we were heading towards Dallas. I'm not sure why. Can't really remember the age of Spencer and Sydney, but we were driving down I-20, and we stopped at what was at that time in Terrell Rip Griffin's truck stop. Maybe you've heard of Rip Griffin. Um, we stopped at Rip Griffin's stop, and we were heading to the bathrooms, and. So I'm 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 in the front of the line, and I think then Spencer and then Sydney, and I turned around and Sydney's gone. Now you need to understand that Sydney, at six, seven, eight years old, um, was a clinger. She didn't get away, and so Spencer and I were up and down Rip Griffin's truck stop from front to back, looking all over for Sydney. And about that time, Sydney comes out of the women's restroom. Dad, what's wrong? I was not accustomed to her acting that way. And there was a brief moment that she was lost. At least she was lost to me. And I panicked. I went crazy. And I think about that story ever so often because if that's how I felt about losing Sydney, imagine for a moment, I wonder how God feels about people who are lost. He'll do anything to find people. He'll send His Son to find people. He'll send His Son to die on a cross to find people. And we need to care about the things that God cares about. And God cares about lost people. So again, who is one person you need to find this year? Someone that you need to tell, hey, come and see. Someone that you need to pray about. Someone that you need to have boldness. Will you pray for that person? Will you pray for opportunities to talk to that person? Will you pray for an open door? So let me illustrate with one more illustration. You know, I was looking back to a year ago, to January, February of 2020 before COVID hit. And we were rocking and rolling here. I thought we were clicking. I thought things were going. We were averaging, averaging 482 in worship averaging we were topping 500 quite a bit attendance was up activity was up and i got to thinking will will we ever be there again we will if found people will find people that's your assignment found people find people I know some people still don't feel like getting out, and I get that. And that's why they're watching online. And I want them to stay home, and I want them to be safe. And I respect that, and I don't expect them to come here. But we can still find them, because found people can find people. You know, I wonder, will we ever get back to 300? Will we ever get back to 400? Will we ever get to 500? Will we ever get to 1,000? 1,000? You know, I'm, I'm I'm always amazed, but we're not surprised when a college football team. So think of the largest stadiums, Michigan and Tennessee and A and M that they'll pack in hundred thousand people. That doesn't phase us. We expect hundred thousand people to be there. I'm always amazed. You pick the artist. You pick someone like Taylor Swift who will pack in forty and fifty and sixty and seventy thousand people into a stadium. And then you say, "Hey, let's try to get 400 people in here. Now we're not going to find 400 people. We're not going to find 500 people. I don't know if we can get to 1,000 people. You know, we should not be surprised that God wants this church to find people. So last week, I challenged you to reach out and find people. So I wasn't sure if you got that sermon. So found people, find people. I'm not sure if you're getting this sermon. So next week we're going fishing. Let's be a church that treats those far from God like we would want to be treated if we were the ones who were far from God. I'm going to read that again. Let's be a church that treats those far from God like we would want to be treated if we were the ones who were far from God. Found people, find people.